Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a June 21st, Wednesday, first day of summer edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, writer at many places, AP, Real GM, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. The network keeps growing, and there's an opportunity. If you'd like to join the Lockdown Podcast Network, if you're looking for a sales manager to continue to help us to grow and if you are interested in that position, you can email lockedonpodcasts at gmail.com for that sales manager position. That's lockedonpodcasts at gmail.com if you're interested in joining the team. The team. This is going to be a very short podcast, but I felt the need to update some of y'all. On what's been going on, because it, it it's a little confusing. It, even for me, who has been doing this professionally for a long time. You see the fake you see the fake Mark Stein tweets. You see the fake, you know. I, I, I've done a pretty good job of, of clearing my social space of the fake Mark Stein and the fake Woj and and, and, and all those fake accounts. But but sometimes your your head starts spinning. You're on Twitter and people are just. It, let's recap what has actually happened in the NBA today, as it relates to the trades and the player movement. And of course, we also still have not heard anything about the Portland Trailblazers, which is very on brand for them if they're going to make a move. Uh, rarely do we ever hear about a Blazers move until it happens. And a big reason why is that Neil Olshay plays things really close to the vest. So anytime they're making a big deal, uh, they, they try and keep it close to the vest. And uh, that we haven't heard anything makes me think that they might be in a negotiation. Because that way, if things falter, if things don't materialize, if Paul George ends up going to the Lakers or what, what have you, whatever scenario that doesn't get him in Portland then it doesn't look like there was a deal that fell apart that someone was at fault one way or another and and that it was, there was a failure so this way by keeping it close to the vest if you get Paul George or make some kind of other deal it's a big surprise and you're like and everyone's wowed or 
no one hears anything and then there was nothing to there's nothing to explain there's nothing to talk about and 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 there's nothing for people to to latch on to which I, I i think is kind of how uh the blazers have played it under neil olshay and so we haven't really heard anything about any blazers rumors lately but there is a lot to run down the biggest of those things to run down the lakers and brooklyn nets consummated a big trade yesterday the Lakers sending D'Angelo Russell and Timofey Mozgov to the Nets for Brooke Lopez and the number 27 pick in tomorrow's draft on Thursday. Lopez has one season left at $22.6 million. Mozgov, enormous contract, was the first big free agent taken off the board last summer. And now they had to move him and get rid of D'Angelo Russell, probably their most attractive trade asset in the process. And probably someone that Indiana may have wanted to to kind of take over there and, and get get a get a look at him as a player if they're going to restart after Paul George. But Brooklyn, a team that is in a rebuild for a few years that can't get any that they're not even incentivized to lose because they can't get their picks because Boston still has their picks through 2018, I believe, through next year, they, they they can't really justify keeping Brooke Lopez, who's, in my opinion, a, a star player who's still in his prime and an elite scorer at the center position and a guy that you can throw the ball down to and is going to get you buckets. He shoots threes now. He, he's modernized his game a la Marc Gasol a little bit. And I think this is a great deal for the Lakers to get a guy like Brook Lopez on your team. It will help them create cap space uh, by getting rid of the Mozgov deal. Obviously, that helps create cap space. And, and, and Lopez coming off the books will create more. But I think I feel like this is a, a move to trade Brook Lopez and to potentially keep him because Brook Lopez has been a very highly paid NBA player for a while now and money may not be the biggest concern for him and if the Lakers start to build something good if they pick Lonzo Ball at number 2 and they go with Lonzo and Brook Lopez and and they get and all the other kind of role guys they have like Larry Nance and Randall I think that could be kind of a fun team and, and, and something to kind of to build on whether they get Paul George or not and and I think that that move is very good and I know that we're not here to hop you know, heap praise upon the Lakers but I think it has to be said that this was a good deal for them as well losing D'Angelo Russell their best asset maybe that wasn't the, the right place to use him especially but they may not have had the picks or other things to satisfy a deal for Paul George. And Mark Stein followed up after the news of the D'Angelo Russell trade that the, the standing offer for Paul George from the Lakers to the Pacers is either Julius Randle or Jordan Clarkson and 28 and 27. Which, of course, doesn't sound as good of a deal as as maybe what the Blazers could offer. Randall is at a fixed cost, but will be a free agent soon. 
and next season, I believe it is. And so you have Randall, and then you have Clarkson, who who is pretty well paid as well, but I think is is a player that I don't really just I just not the biggest fan of him. He can dribble and he looks the part of a very good explosive guard. And he's pretty big, but he's not really a great passer, not a great creator. You're not gonna have you're not gonna build a great offense around him. To me, he seems like a guy that can get you shots in a pinch in an emergency, but those shots aren't going to be that great. Uh, kind of like a, almost like a bigger, worse version of Monte Ellis. Like that, that's how I see Jordan Clarkson. And I don't really see that maybe as being in that enticing of a deal. So that brings us to what could the Blazers offer? And we've talked about Alan Crabb and two picks. Uh, we've talked about Harkless and Aminu and two picks. I think if you're going to give Harkless and Aminu, you should only give one pick if you're going to give up both of those guys because of how good those contracts are. And obviously, I think Portland would want to keep one of those guys. You could package Harkless with, say, Myers Leonard. Again, for one pick or two picks, let them let them take their pick and, and, and kind of negotiate from there. But Portland has the assets now, now that we know uh, an, an, the the sitting price or the the sitting offer on the Pacers' desk right now from the Lakers, it's not very good. But also, this could bring us back to a scenario where the the Pacers end up accepting that deal, and we're all sitting around here angry that that's all it took to get Paul George. And I'm I'm thinking that that is also a scenario that can happen, but I, I'm not going to rule out and nobody should rule out the possibility that Portland can potentially make a deal for Paul George because they've got three picks at 15, 20, and 26. They have good young players, Alan Crabb, starting caliber player. They have Harkless and Aminu who are starting caliber players. And you have an, a, a also... A really interesting reclamation project, I think, for a team in Myers Leonard because he's a really good shooter. He has a really good skill and has shown that he can do that. And so, and, and in addition to that, in Indiana, he would be a hometown hometown hero. Uh, the Pacers play really close to where he's from, so uh, that's that's another potential uh, chess piece, I suppose, in, in this in this whole equation. The other deal that went down, the other big deal, is Dwight Howard got traded yesterday. That happened late Tuesday night. The Hornets traded for Dwight Howard. It was not uh, what you would have expected for Dwight Howard. The Hawks get Miles Plumley, Marco Bellinelli, and the 41st pick in this draft. And the Hornets get Howard and the 31st pick. So... The Hornets get uh, to move up in the second round of the draft and get Dwight Howard to be in the middle for the future. Steve Clifford, their coach, coached Dwight Howard back in Orlando and, and, and must think that he has a way to connect with him and to make the most out of him. But uh, it remains to be seen whether Dwight wants to let the coaches or the game plan make the most of him. Uh, because he demands post-touches still, although he's not a very good post-up player, and he's just and 
he was never the most fluid post-up guy, but he had moves and he had an explosive explosiveness to get those moves to go and make baskets. But now, you know, he really needs to commit himself to, to screening and rolling and being that that five man that modern NBA teams need, which who doesn't need the ball, who who can set screens and roll the rim and rebound and play defense. And he can still rebound and play defense, but he it, it's all the other stuff on the offensive end that that becomes frustrating for Dwight Howard and that's why you see him move so Dwight Howard no longer on the Atlanta Hawks that was the other big deal that went down yesterday so to recap the two deals you have D'Angelo Russell going from the Lakers and Timofey Mozgov as well from the Lakers to the Nets for Brooke Lopez and the 27th pick and Dwight Howard going to the Hornets with the 31st pick for Miles Plumley, Marco Bellinelli, and the 41st pick. So, I hope that was a, a good update. Some other some other things, uh, smaller smaller notes. Greg Monroe will exercise his player option for the upcoming season, so he will be under contract with the Bucks through next year. That's. When you sign a big deal like that and you're a big man, that's the smart thing to do because it seems like big men are going down in value and price and no one really wants to give up anything for big men anymore. It's 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 wild. The Chris Haynes just reported last night that, that the Phoenix Suns turned down an offer for DeAndre Jordan uh, involving Tyson Chandler and the fourth pick which is uh, pretty interesting that the the Suns would value the number four pick, which it could be Jason Tatum or Jonathan Isaac or Josh Jackson or, 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 or some of those other three, four wing types. I think the consensus is, is that now Fultz is going to go to Philly and ball with Russell out of the picture has you know that's his throne to take in LA as the as the lead guard and so third I think there's a question whether it's Jason Tatum or Josh Jackson and then you're at four and you can pick one of those guys if you're Phoenix and some team offers you DeAndre Jordan to pair with your young guards and you say no uh with Devin Booker and Tyler Eulis and I know Eric Bledsoe is not as young but is still very good when healthy They wouldn't take DeAndre Jordan. That that's to me that is 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 pretty remarkable and a statement on where the league feels a sentiment of, of where the league sentiment is on big men. That that even DeAndre Jordan, who's who outside of the free throw shooting is the ideal big man, rebounds, runs the court, block shots, protects the rim gets out and switch switches on defense can cover smaller guys he's great and they don't want him the, i think this the, there's so many bigs in this draft and now it's got me thinking that the bigs could go a lot later we could see somewhat like we saw in the locked on mock draft lots of wings and guards going before the big men start the big men fell to 15 in the draft but i uh, 
I could even see more of an adjustment in that. I could see perhaps Jordan Bell from Oregon rise up even higher than than the late first round because it seems as though the way the league is going, everyone's going smaller. Everyone wants to have that small ball five, that Draymond Green answer to match up. And Bell is a lot closer to that than a lot of the bigs in the draft. And... I wonder if that will make his stock rise because of of the way the league it looks like is viewing big men with the the Phoenix news that they apparently balked at the DeAndre Jordan deal. So very interesting stuff happening right now around the league. Lots of of chatter. It, 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 everyone's getting excited. CJ McCollum the other day continued to recruit Paul George. Uh, he was on a podcast with Alex Kennedy and, and, and was, was asked about recruiting players and he named Paul George by name. The, 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 the other reason that I think the Blazers need to do that deal. Now, you never want the players to necessarily run your team and I don't think they are in this situation. But they're also competitors. They're in their prime and they want someone who's really, really good to play with them. And that's not that unreasonable. And although George may want to just go to L.A., the worst-case scenario, especially if it's an Allen Crabb deal, is it's a salary dump. You gave up two picks, but you had a chance at Paul George, and you had something better than a meeting or or, or anything like that. No, no contrived setting. You're not showing Paul George some slideshow or some fake video or whatever that you had that you paid someone to make of all the great moments that of Paul George in a in a uniform or whatever all the stuff that people do in all those stupid pitch meetings you can actually have him play basketball and see what that life is like here and it's a major risk of course it is but I don't think Portland's in a position where they can't take a risk and I I, I know that Golden State's hanging over the the conference but by the time they're done hanging over the conference Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are both going to be over 30 they're both going to be in that range where guards start to decline usually the window is now this is not uh, sorry I mean the Warriors are here but they're not going anywhere and they're not going anywhere for a long time so you can't just pack it in so that's why I I think the Blazers should try a Paul George deal because they will never, ever have an opportunity like this to get a player like this at a price this cheap. It really is not that much of a cost. I know that Olshay did a lot of work to gather these assets to get that first from Denver, to get that other first from Cleveland, but I think this is why you accumulate those assets. And... Paul George has his mindset on L.A. right now, and the move that the Lakers made, I think if they can keep Brooke Lopez and Lonzo's good and all that stuff, it could make L.A. a really attractive destination. But would it be attractive enough? And also, of course, the rumors about LeBron James as well for the Lakers. But the the Clippers are also going to want to get in on that. And so... Now we're looking at at, at the Lakers as, as, a, as a potential destination. And if LeBron James is there, what are you going to do? But if he's not there, and we still don't know if he's going to go there necessarily. 
And I think that it is... It would be the right time to make that risk. To try and get Paul George to to do something big. And if it doesn't work out and it's a one-year rental, he goes to the Lakers. Everyone hates the Lakers again and, and it's whatever. But uh, I know I spent a lot of time talking about why, why I think they should do the deal yesterday. And I'm saying it again. I just think they should get in on it. They're never any free agent pitch meeting that they're going to have. The, the free agent pitch meetings that they, you know, they're not going to get, I don't think they're going to get with, with any of those big free agents anytime soon. And this is the best way to do that. And the best way to have a chance at convincing him that maybe it's a place worth staying. So, uh, yeah, that's it for today's update. Lots of trade news. We will be back again tomorrow after the NBA draft. Get any excited for the NBA draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be Thursday. And we will have a podcast for you recapping what happened, whether the Blazers made a big trade, whether they kept their picks, who they picked with those picks, and all the analysis that you need. So keep it locked on Blazers here by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. Leave us a five-star review, and we will be back once again this week. Busy, busy week as the NBA offseason is heating up. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.